0: and welcome to the Skytime podcast with me, Simon Cousins. This is the podcast that promotes Sky and profiles the people that drive the island's economy. It's also a celebration of Sky's vibrant history, culture and environment and aims to gently persuade visitors to spend more time, get off the beaten track and experience more of what our island has to offer. This week I'm on slate to visit Skye's youngest distillery, Torreveig. The Torreveig site is full of history and the conversion from farm to distillery has been made in an utterly sympathetic manner. While the first taste of a Torreveig single malt is a way off yet, there's still much to enjoy from a trip to the visitor centre shop and cafe. My guide is visitor centre manager Anna Lone.
1: The name Torreveig is a Gallic spelling. It actually means Tor is translated as a hill or a heap and Veg is the bay. And the, of course it's, that is where our water is coming from. It's coming from the hill above the distillery which overlooks the bay.
0: And we're looking out over uh, the ruin of a castle. Tell me a little bit about the history of the castle.
1: Well the castle is Knock Castle and it shares its name with Knock Farm. The castle we can take back to 1402. There are records of the Macleod clan living in the castle at that time. We know by about 1689 it was the Macdonald clan that finally abandoned the castle.
0: And the stone used to build this steading came from the castle?
1: Round about uh, the 1820s, the farmsteading and the buildings round about um, were built up and we uh, believe quite a lot of the dress stones and the lintels were brought up from the ruins of the castle uh, to help build up the, the walls of the, of the farm and the, and the buildings round about.
0: So there's so much history, but there's so much beauty about this building. It must be a fantastic place to take people around.
1: It was very enjoyable, a lovely place to be. It's so aesthetic sitting here and, and the, the, the history behind the building adds to your interest in this beautiful, beautiful old stone work.
0: Take me through the process of converting Knock from a farm into a distillery. It's been a long process, hasn't it?
1: Yes, we started the renovation work in May 2014 and it took till March 2018 before we were able to open our doors to the public. In saying that, we did have our stills installed and, and all the distilling equipment, the washpacks, etc. were all ready to be commissioned by January 2017. But the rest of the building work was continuing on as our new make spirit of Torreveig was being produced.
0: The distillery is owned by Mossburn Distillers, but the, the dream of creating a distillery here started with Sir Ian Noble.
1: Ian Noble had ideas of when he came and he bought the estate from Clan Donald Trust. He bought the Elan, what, he, what is now called the Elon Ehrman estate, and the farm sits almost in the middle of that estate. And he had ideas of having a distillery in in the building. It was one of the whiskey was one of the passions that he he, he had. The other one being, of course, the Gaelic language.
0: Can we go inside into the the visitor centre and uh, start talking a little bit about the the whiskies themselves? OK, Anne, we've come inside to the visitor centre. Obviously, you haven't got any Torreveig whisky at the moment. How far away is that?
1: Well, we haven't actually got a release date at the moment. Um, we haven't bottled our Torreveig as yet, but you will hear about it. You will know all about it once we're, we're, we're ready to go with it, yes. <laughs>
0: As we mentioned, the business is owned by Mossburn Distillers. You've got some of their whiskies here. Describe what visitors to Torreveg get in terms of a tasting experience.
1: So we do have two blends here that have been prepared by Mossburn and the one that would would reflect Torreveig would be our island blend, insofar as it is a blend of single malts made on the islands. They're all peated, made with peated malt. Our Torreveig single malt Scotch whisky will be a heavily peated single malt, an island-style heavily peated single malt, once it is bottled.
0: So you're aiming to compete with the likes of the Lagavulin's and the Laphroigs of this world?
1: I think be up there somewhere going towards the the peatiness that you have of the I Love whiskies.
0: are you a whiskey drinker yourself
1: I have learned to taste whiskey as for drinking it I don't tend to have it as a drink but I do enjoy tasting the different whiskies, and I'm slowly learning how to taste them
0: once the whiskey is produced what happens to it
1: once it's, it's been distilled, at the moment what we do is we keep it in our spirit-receiving warehouse vessels. It waits there until a tanker comes and takes it further south on the mainland to be stored. We have our own space in warehouses further, further south in Scotland, and we have our casks waiting so we have ex-bourbon casks from Kentucky and we have ex-oloroso sherry butts from Spain waiting eh, to be filled with our new make spirit. We will be maturing on site in the, in the near future and we have plans to have some warehousing near the sea.
0: What's the question you're most asked by visitors?
1: When will Torreveig be ready? <laughs> that, that's what people want to know. They want Torreveig. They want the whisky that's made here. That's what they want.
2: Hi, I'm Dougie Stewart. I'm one of the distillery supervisors here at Torreveig. Uh, I've been here just coming up for four years. I uh, got in just before it all sort of started up. You've not
0: been a distiller all your working life, have you? So it's a it's a new learning process for you.
2: Yeah, it's completely new. I came out the oil industry, well, predominantly the oil industry, but it's was 20 years at sea before I came here.
0: So tell me about how you go about learning to be a distiller. What, what's involved?
2: Well, we, we had uh, some old, experienced, semi-retired guy, a couple of guys, different guys we've had in uh, that sort of mentor us all, get us all going. And uh, it's basically, we've, we've all started from scratch. And uh, we have been doing some... Online training and uh, some of the guys have been doing exams, etc. But a lot of it is just on on the job training.
0: So talk me through the process. What's involved in your your daily working life?
2: At the moment, we're working two shifts at this time of year. Myself and Neil Weave coming in first thing. We get the boiler up and running, and then we get everything ready to go. So at the moment, we have seven washbacks full. We test the gravity of the washback before it goes into the distillation. Clean the washback and then we get everything ready for the mash in the morning. Uh, we start mashing as, as the distillation's going on simultaneously. So one at one end, one at the other end.
0: Talk me through the peat. How do you control the level of peatiness? I, I love a peaty whiskey, a Laphroaig or a Lagavulin, and I believe that Torrevég is going to be a peaty one. So how do you determine the the level of peatiness?
2: Well, basically we get it from the malters, and the malters, they try it with, with a peat smoke. So it, the peat the peat comes through the, the malt, so that's where it picks up its flavours. We'll specify a, a level of peatiness, and they'll uh, try and do it to that level.
0: Now talk me through these two stills, copper stills here, they're absolutely beautiful and they've even got names.
2: Yeah, the wash still is called Serene after Serene Noble, who it was his original idea, and uh, the spirit still is uh, called uh, Lady Noble, which is obviously his wife. And are you a whiskey drinker yourself? I enjoy an occasional dram. I'm not, a, I'm not a massive spirit drinker, but working here I get to appreciate it a lot more. So certainly, uh, I certainly like experimenting with it a lot more than I, than I did before.
0: So you must be looking forward to getting your first taste.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's going to be uh, an exciting time when the, when the first whiskey comes out. It'll be quite a nervous time as well, seeing what the kind of reviews and feedback we get from the public and uh, obviously the critics themselves.
3: My name is Finn Noakes, and I am a tour guide slash cafe worker at Torvig Distillery. Finn, how long have you worked here? I've been working here a year this September. How much did you know about
0: whisky before you came here?
3: A little bit, but just mainly how it tasted, but I didn't know the whole process of how it was made and the history behind it as well, so quite an eye-opening experience coming here.
0: And what do you make of the the history of the the building and and the area and how that all goes into the story of the whiskey?
3: Oh, I think it's uh, fantastic, and it just kind of like makes the t- doing the tours a lot more interesting. Fact, because this was just a ruined building for me growing up. I did not, I didn't know what it was used for, and seeing it turn over time for, into this distillery and finding about the history, of the castle stone, and how it, how it was owned by man Sorry, a noble first, was quite. It was interesting, <laughs> at least. What do you like about being a tour guide? I just enjoy uh, speaking to people and uh, I'm quite a social guy so I quite enjoyed meeting new people from around the world and for what, like learning about what they what their interests were and how they came to find us and a lot of how much of them drink whiskey really cuz it's quite interesting what how far people have traveled from mainland Europe to America to Asia people come here they said they've, said they've just come to Sky just to come to our new distillery so I just enjoyed getting to try the whiskey as well. <laughs> that was a good part of it.
0: <laughs> and how much do people generally know about the whole process of making whiskey?
3: You've either varies from they know more than I do or absolutely nothing at all. There's no in between. So it's either you give a tour where you where you're speaking to people who are far smarter than you and know what they and probably know more about this distillery than I do, and those who I have to kind of explain every detail, which actually quite. The, those are the, the better tours because you get to, to educate people on it and kind of spread the knowledge of whisky. And how much are
0: you looking forward to eventually tasting Toravik?
3: Very much so. It'd be interesting to try something that you've kind of you've been part of the process of, and I imagine it'll mean a bit more to me than likes of a standard bottle of say famous grass I can buy at the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the most asked question that you get? How many bottles of whiskey can you produce a year, which is probably about the most common, but you get some other ones just as, well, also, when is your whiskey coming out?
4: That's probably the most asked at this point. Also, can I have another dram? <laughs> My name is Chris Dumont. I'm head of design for Mossburn Distillers, who built Torovic. What does a head of design do in a, in a whiskey sense? Um, basically, it sounds obvious, but take care of design so for us, because we built a couple of distilleries that covers the the visitor experience, the the signage, the branding for the site, and then branding and packaging for all of the the whiskies that we release. And what attracted Mossburn distillers to this site? Many things, many things. A the location obviously. The sleet is a lovely corner of sky, sky is a, a lovely corner of the planet. And it's it's very rare to find uh, a site like this. I think one of the lines we've used before is that you can't build a distillery just anywhere. Um, You need the water source. You need the the space, obviously, to be able to do it. The building itself is a beautiful old building, and while it needed a hell of a lot of work, it was a very handsome structure when we found it. I say we, that predated me joining the company. It was just a, a, a perfect site for a... Smallish single malt distillery, plus the location, um, you know, it's a spectacularly beautiful island. People are, are, are going to be drawn to the place, so that in itself carries a, a, a cash in and an attraction um, which you're not going to find just anywhere. It was a huge
0: process to transform this steading from a farm steading into a distillery. Just talk me through the stages that you went through.
4: We had a um, specialist stonemason who. Basically, lived on site for three years, scraped all the the, the walls back to bare stone, repointed them with the, the the proper traditional mortar. This was before it became a distillery build project. It was a, a restoration project. I think the attention to detail that went into um, it. I think you know, it, it, it's testament to the, the the planning at the time. Um, just the attention to detail, for example, the the, the slate roofs we sourced. A, a decommissioned church on the mainland, which had a slate from the same quarry, you know, Ballyhooly slate. So that was all bought up, and then they were all recut to to fit the building here. So there was the the stonework. It was a fairly tireless endeavour just to get the building back to life, and it was really. You know about bringing life back to Taraveg, about um, bringing life back to this corner of the island.
0: The lovingness that went into the restoration of this building really demonstrates that for Mossburn this is a long-term investment. Absolutely,
4: yes. I think nobody goes into single malt distillery building with a view to short-term gains. It is. It's a legacy project. Financially, a, a single malt distillery really comes into its own after about 25 years. That's when you know the figures really start to make sense but yeah you have to go into Singapore with a long term view and that
0: 25 years will coincide with the uh, copper stills needing to be replaced and uh,
4: you've figured out a design to make that happen quite easily yes indeed um, this was all part of the plan so the, the roof is removable um, we have these uh, very old stone walls which you can't really interfere with, the stills went in before we put one of the end walls back on So they were put in from the side of the building with the roof in place. That wall is now closed. So once the the stills need to be taken out and replaced, we will need to take the roof off. But that's been planned so that it can be done with minimal disruption. Well, I say minimal disruption. It will still be a a fairly serious undertaking. But yes, that was all part of the, the planning. As a brand designer, how pleasing was it to have a blank canvas to start with? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it, uh, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, really, to, to have a project like this to work on. And, you know, approaching it, that comes with a huge sense of responsibility as well. I mean, you know, the way we went into this, it, it's really, it's about feeling your way in. It's about doing justice to the site. It's about doing justice to this part of Sky. An amazing opportunity. And I think, you know, that, that in turn guides the, the sensitivity with which you have to work on the design. You know, especially when we when we come to doing the interiors, when we came to doing the interiors, I always say good design in a way is invisible. It's bad design that sticks out like a thaw, sore thumb. Um, when you have something which is which is screaming for attention, which is a real kind of look at me piece of design, that that's just not what we want here. It, it all had to feel like it belonged.
0: And is it quite difficult coming up with a, a brand design when you don't actually know what the product tastes like? <laughs>
4: Or is that a stupid question? Uh, no, it, it's not at all a stupid question. And we treated the design in, in two stages. So first of all, the, the branding for the distillery, it's almost a, a destination brand. It's about the place. It's about capturing the spirit of the place and the mood of the place. As we gear up towards releasing the whiskey uh, next year, which is obviously we're hugely excited about, it's related, but we are treating it slightly differently. Uh, because yes, that is the, the single malt brand. Which is a slightly different beast to the, the distillery itself. So, how far along are you with designing the bottle and the labelling? We're, we're very far along. We're pretty much ready to go. Hugely excited about that one.
0: And are you able to tell us anything about the uh, the, the design and the, uh, how how the bottle will look when we eventually get to try it? <laughs> it's
4: going to look fantastic. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I think we're going to be we're going to be unveiling it fairly soon. So. Um, yeah, if, if you're interested, if you keep your eyes open for it, it'll be, it'll be appearing soon.
0: Obviously, the, the proof of the pudding's in the tasting. How nervous is the company about the unveiling and the reaction of, of the critics?
4: We're very confident, really, which uh, is hugely excited. I think we have a, a fantastic spirit here. It, it is a genuinely very interesting whisky
0: along with the staff here you, you must be desperate to get to that stage where visitors to the distillery can actually taste the, the product because uh, talking to some of the guides um it does confuse people that they they can't taste it at the moment
4: no absolutely i think that will uh, it will completely change the um the, the visitor experience as well a, a whiskey distillery with a whiskey is is a very is a different proposition to you know, the, the place is amazing. Now, the it's, it's a very sensory experience going through the tour, smelling the whiskey making, um, and you know, that process won't change. But then, when there is the the, the whiskey from this place, at, at the end of it it, it, it does add, undeniably, it adds to the experience. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all for this edition of the SkyTime podcast, sponsored by Torreveig Distillery on Slate, where an island style, heavily peated single malt whiskey is being distilled in a beautifully restored farm steading. Please get in touch if you'd like to sponsor SkyTime or advertise your business on the next podcast. Simon at simoncousinsmedia.co.uk. Until then, stay safe. Bye,